On the 112th episode of Fantasy Lens, we return with a playoffs review and preview, talk a little college football and head coaching moves, and an end-of-season retrospective highlighting our best and worst predictions. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens, home of the back-to-back two-time Amateur Fantasy League podcast winners. Wait, podcast league winners. There we go. Oh, you, you know you had it. I know I had you it. Had it. <laughs> and you lost it. But John cuts a hell of a wrestling promo. I don't care. But um Speaking yes. of wrestling promos, uh Mean Gene Oakland passed away. Uh, Very upsetting. R.I.P. Um, yeah, that that sucks. He was uh he was a great just watching him always deal with uh like macho man going crazy on drugs or you know just like you know i think you can, you can just say macho man yeah, you, don't, you don't have to say you don't have to macho specify man. on drugs that's true i mean those promos were great and he had to deal with them it was it was it was amazing so one of the best mean gene you're doing shit in heaven now with macho man and all those other guys who do steroids <laughs> is crispin watt in heaven do you think or is he in hell I don't think he's in heaven. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure his yeah. wife and kids are in, he- in heaven. Yeah. He is in hell. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Flying, flying, headbutting all these uh, demons. I feel like he's gone off easy, Chris Benoit, but that's a that's not a good conversation. <laughs> that is a story for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah. So. Let's move on to not wrestling. And... Alright, so let's, uh, well, besides us winning our, our second in a row championship for podcast leagues, 12 teams, 10 teams, we don't care how many teams we're winning that championship. Uh, let's go into the actual playoffs since, uh, that's actually what's happening in football right now. Oh yeah. Uh, wrestling as they would say, championship! I don't know. That's the lady, the lady announcer, I forget her name, in the WWE when she says championship. She goes, Championship, and she never does the P, and it it gets me every time. I can't. <laughs> I have she no, never says the P. I have no idea who that is. I haven't watched wrestling in God knows how long. Uh, what's her name? She's been around for a while. Um, Gina something. No idea. If she wasn't in the Attitude Era, then I don't know her. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. Sorry, sorry to bring it back. Um, okay, so let's just do some quick hitters from. The wild card weekend before we get into, I guess, a lengthy Saints discussion that no one's going to want to listen to. Uh, Colts at Texans. Uh, Colts just dominated that game, which was surprising that the Texans offense couldn't do anything. And even more so than the Colts defense going nuts, the Colts offensive line was just a fucking wall. They have been. Didn't let luck get hit. I mean, let more than Mac run wild. And look, they they have been all year, and I mean, as we talked about, like well back, but they were they were the team that needed to, to draft Quentin Nelson. They did, and that like immediately made that team better. Well, not immediately. They started out one and five, lost to the Jets, but I, dominated by the Jets. Actually. I think they were just finding their identity. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they look really good and. I don't know how. I don't know how happy the Chiefs are to see them. Mm-mm. Like, that's a tough matchup. That's a very tough matchup. 
Oh yeah. Uh, do you Matt, Do you remember a time where um, there was a draft pick that fit so perfectly in a team than Quentin Nelson to the Colts? Like not. And when let's take quarterbacks out of it. Like I can't remember. Like just oh yeah, the Colts need this guy so much. They're gonna draft him. They'd be stupid not to draft him. They drafted him, and it was exactly what they needed. It completely turned around their team. Yeah, it was. I, it, it's you're right. I don't. You can't think of. I mean, I mean, I'm sure if we go back and do some I mean, research, but maybe the Cowboys' the offensive Cowboys. line, uh, the yeah. Jets in 2004 drafted Nick Mangold and Shaw Ferguson, who were on the line for 12 years each. Um, but yeah, it seems like offensive line ones are. Are the you, ones that they're seem, huge. The ones that seem obvious and just bring everything together. I mean, I mean, even I guess last year, if you want to go Ryan Ramchek to Saints, obviously no. I would know that because Saints fan. And he don't give me that. Not yet. Not yet. Don't give me that. Not yet. Um, <laughs> also, that um, Vander Vander Eich. Oh, Vander Eich. Yeah, he basically um, just, yeah he basically taking, took John Lee out. Yeah, John Lee out. Then don't need to hear um, the broadcast. Talk about Sean Lee fifty times every game. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, they all they still talk about him. Like they still they still. Uh, I mean, maybe it wasn't on the the wild card weekend, but I think it was the last Cowboys game that I watched. It, it was just nonstop, just Sean Lee. Oh, he was a healthy scratch. Oh, Sean Lee was an All Pro. Sean Lee. All right, we get it. We get it. <laughs> you you really like Sean Lee? <laughs> so. he's, he's just a pros pro. What's your favorite game in the playoffs? What's, Wait, what are you most excited for? For for round two, um, you don't have to ask me. I mean, I kind of, I kind of excited to see Chargers at Patriots. It, as long as the weather's not too bad, because I feel like just the Chargers. I know they've been road warriors and they've fought through like a bunch of shit, but I don't know if it's snow, if it snows six inches, that sucks for them. Yeah, the snow is obviously a factor for them. Uh, the cold they dealt with pretty well in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't yeah. think Philip Rivers is going to be too bothered. Maybe other players. Rivers doesn't seem like somebody who really gets uh, phased by much. No, I don't, I don't He's think he like 25 kids. So I don't think it's him. Right. But yeah, there's, there's very little that could phase him right now. Um, but yeah, you're right. There are other players that could definitely maybe not deal with it as well. But... It's definitely going to be a good game. I mean, also, also, I mean, I, I am excited for the snow. Snow playoff football is just is fantastic. Yeah. And they play 16 games on the road, so they're yeah. kind of bred for road <laughs> playoffs. Yeah, they're road dogs. Um, yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually going to go Anthony's way mm. for this question. I'm most excited for the Saints-Eagles game. It's, I think, the best team in the league versus the team with the biggest wild card player in the league. And I'm, just, I'm excited to see how it goes. Jesus Christ, if the Eagles sorry. win, um, the legend of Nick Foles is going to reach heights that I don't think Philadelphia can handle. No. Nah. Um, but, um, but they could just get stopped. Like, it, I really do think the Saints are a much better team, so they could get absolutely stopped. And that would be fun for me too, since I live um, in the Philadelphia region, and I'm not a Eagles fan. So either way, it's an exciting one. I mean, the Eagles can't lose any worse than they did last time yeah, they played them earlier in the season. And that was sort of the turning point for that team. Uh, I'm sure a few of them were getting beat in the face with hearing that. Um, but 
I mean, look what Trubisky was doing. I would say later in the in that game with mm-hmm. the, the double moves and deep passes to that secondary. I mean, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees were watching it, and they're like, "We're attacking this guy this way. We're attacking them this way," and like they just they they're gonna be ready. And the way that that offense may have looked the past six weeks, like which has not has been strong, I think they're gonna it's gonna be a completely different game. Now, should you sleep on the Eagles? Fucking no, not with Nick Foles. And play and his play. I mean, they fucking... just beat the best defense in Chicago. Exactly. Um, double doinked them. Double doink. I can't believe that happened. Um, that is the craziest shit. And the internet always wins. So, <laughs> but I will say, uh, it's going to be a great game. And I just, but I hope the Saints just get out to a quick start and sort of make them play catch up. And if they make them play catch up, I think it's going to be a long day for the Eagles. I think it's going to be a shootout. I, I, Obviously, that's like the, uh, it's going to be the prototypical thing to say, but I really do. I think both quarterbacks are going to throw for three plus touchdowns. Hmm. That'd be fun to see. It's very possible. It's very, very I'm possible. seeing a game in double 35s. Yeah. I, uh, I cannot wait. It's been a year since that, uh, uh the thing that happened in Minnesota that oh, I've right. never watched, yeah. uh, since it happened. How many years has it been since, um, the Vernon Davis? game oh that was tough what if tough. the saints end it with the double doink this year what would that be something you wouldn't really be able to take as a person you mean if, um, if will Lutz... the, the miracle and then the double doink oh so if will let's double doink it yeah i mean i wouldn't be a yep i think he has to step up uh, uh go one step higher than uh cody park and do the triple doink i would <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i don't know if that's possible but it, it probably is um, I, I don't see why. Well, it could be possible. Just go doink, doink, doink. Yeah, it could. I think, I think it's gonna. It would have to go doink, down, doink, <laughs> doink. Like doink real hard off of the left. Doink, doink, go doink, down and pretty then, far in a yeah. triangle down. Yeah, and then doink off the other. I just don't know if you could ever get enough um, momentum to doink from one side to the other. Because that's a that's a far distance. That's yeah. hard. That's true. That's like hitting a seven ten split. But that's probably even hard. That's, well, that's way harder. Um, yeah, no, yeah, definitely way harder because you don't have anything you're pushing that way. I think I would never, obviously, be as ridiculously stupid as some of these Chicago fans are. Um, but it would be tough. It would definitely be, it'd be disheartening. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't put it past you. It would be. It would be disheartening. Running through a wall. Ah, some people punching doors and all those things are doors. set up. It's so it's so. Not- that can't be real things. I don't care you if they are. You see that, dumb. but then you see a then you see a Joey Kleiber Chibman uh, yeah. reaction video, and you realize now some of the things are real. Yeah, that's true. Some yeah, because I but I'm not that kind of person. I just I'm sort of just like a quiet, just always in disbelief. Stu just bury it deep down inside of you until it, it comes out. You're somehow. like the Bears mascot. You just um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically what happened last year. I sort of just fell that way on my bed when I was watching the game. Uh, it took me three, three or four days to actually believe that it really happened. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, it's, it would be tough to finish, to lose, to lose this week. It would definitely be tough. Alright. Um, I, I mean, and also just the Bears, like, I don't know. The, they didn't get, they didn't give the ball to Tariq Cohen at all. He had five touches maybe or something like that, which I don't get. Jordan Howard was all it, right. It was not a good game plan. And then, but I feel like the Saints are gonna have to 
utilize Alden Kamara a lot more than they have been anyways. Well, that's why I wanted... Because the, the Eagles linebackers, they're not great, I feel like. And you have to slow down those linemen because they were getting pressure on Trubisky and forcing him to run, and Breeze can't do that. Well, that's why I feel... That's why I felt like uh, the Eagles matchup for the Saints was better, in part because the Cowboys seemed like they were very good at taking their linebackers and causing problems for Kamara and Ingram. Whereas the Eagles, I just don't think, have the ability to stop Kamara and Ingram the way the Cowboys did. So, And that should open up the pass. Plus, Ted Ginn Jr. is back. And I think that is actually a very underrated uh, piece of that offense that opens up the field because he just could fly down and you know cause you know havoc for some of those corners in Philadelphia. So. Yeah, I don't think um, Saints and Drew Brees are going to get phased by the pass rush. The Eagles' specialty of the pass rush as much. As the Bears. Um, I think they kind of have to put Ingram down, though, and just go full throttle with Kamara. Now it's the playoffs. I think so. You too. tried Ingram for half a season, and it just never seemed as efficient when he was out there. They, I mean, were, they were just saving him for the for the, the playoffs, right? During what? the middle of the season? Because they, they gave him some, oh, like 25 touches the first five games, or four games when Ingram was suspended. And then it was kind of like every other game they would give him a lot of touches, and then down the stretch it seemed like they didn't give him that many touches. I think if you were gonna, I think the touches are gonna be like twenty to like eight. Like I think that's how it's gonna be. I don't think I think you're right. I think Kamara's gonna get a ton of work. Ingram's not gonna get much, and I think Sean Payton will be dumb if he started doing too many of those trick plays with Taysom Hill. Like I like it. Don't get me wrong. Regular season, cool. But don't take the ball out of Drew Brees' hands. I I just don't like that too much. Yeah, the only the only area I really like Hill in is right by the goal line. I think he's a great two point um, specialist. Yeah, I, like I think that. he's great to have on the field for two point conversions. He's huge. Or like first and two from the two. Uh, first and goal from the two. I'll take or that. Or something like that. Yeah. Like, I like him on goal line situations. Yeah, he's like, he's like, think of like the plays they would run with like a Lamar Jackson. I would say like a Tim Tebow though, cause he's that big. But I was thinking, like, he can, he can run people over. That's what I was saying, like Lamar Jackson, but like he's bigger and just barrels through people. Like, it's kind of like Tim Tebow. Line. Yeah, and he likes, he, he likes, likes the, uh, contact. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, he looks for that. He looks for it. Sure. Um, yeah. But if he throws a pass though, that would be a major upset. I would not want him to see throwing a pass. Mm-mm. Unless they do some weird Philly special bullshit. But I don't like I'm not. Uh, just keep the ball in Drew Brees' hands. Anyway, that's the game I'm most excited for, as you guys, I would assume, to be aware of. So, All right. Uh, let's go into, well, let's talk about the Cowboys at the Rams. Cowboys took down the Seahawks. So the Seahawks didn't use Russell Wilson that much until the end of the game. They ran way too much. I mean, but that that is... Their DNA. That's I, how they've been I, winning down the stretch. But it's it just the game flow. You had to change. The game flow just went to seem like you need you need Wilson to make some plays here. Yeah. Then they just kept. Run, I mean, I was watching the game uh, with my stepdad, and we just I was just in disbelief of how they were just continuing to run the ball three times, just yeah. three times running the ball, run the ball, run. It's not even play action. They would just they would hand it off in the shotgun, and Chris Carson wouldn't even get a running start. It was, it was that. so bad. And then, of course, Janikowski goes down. R.I.P. And that to a, really hurts. To a, to a freaking legend. 
And the end of that game was so just anticlimactic when the punter drop kicked yeah. what should have been an offside onside kick. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, sometimes I just don't know about Pete Carroll's um thinking. I he seems like such a good coach, and then he just has these games where it's just like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" It was it was bad play calling throughout the whole game. Yeah, I mean, I know that's their offense. I know running is their offense. We're not stupid, but we've seen Russell Wilson play hero ball plenty of times. So once you start getting down, you you just have to unleash him and just win or lose. Not just getting down. It's just that like when you see that this is not working. It, you are not running the ball. It's, there's no lanes. They are shutting you down. Like, play action it. Because now they think you're just going to keep running it. Like, throw some play action there. Let Wilson use his arm. Ugh. Frustrating. <coughs> but, all right, one rule change they have to do besides, uh, like, the, the fumble through the end zone shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is they have to they have to allow players to run up during the kickoff again, because it's taking the onside kick completely out. There's no chance on any of these onside kicks. I mean, that it's, the, was... it's the easiest recovery for the the receiving team. I mean, that wasn't even. I mean, I'm not even talking about the right. drop kick one. I'm okay. just talking about in general. I guess like there used to always be a slight chance. And now, that, no and now there's basically it's no got to be a perfect. Kick. Like, yeah, exactly. Real perfect. Or you do like the where the kicker just kind of passes it ten yards down the field to himself. Yeah, that one you have to. But it's tough. You're right. No more scrums. It's just like you drop a wide receiver, one back, and then they kick it, and then you just catch it. And that's pretty much it. So. Yeah. Well, I guess. <coughs> I guess the point is you're not like play a better game. If, if you don't want to rely on getting an onside kick. Yeah, that's fair. But, um. Just take some of the excitement out, I guess. If, if you change the, uh, I, was, I don't know why this popped in my head. If you change the rule for the, out of the back of the end zone mm-hmm. to what people call for where you get it on the 20, your own 20, like you get it back. Yeah. But you move back to the 20. You think if like, uh, this seems stupid, but if like a team was trying to run out the clock and they were near the goal line, they would like purpose. No, they wouldn't do that. I think a part. No, I, I would think, because you could do because they even have like the push the ball if it's like fumbled. Yeah, like, yeah. like you yeah. can't, uh, you know, like do that. Like I'm pretty sure they could be like, no, that was you. Just <laughs> you you, you, it you, out you, of the you literally <laughs> just threw it out of the end. Though. You threw it thirty yards into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I see, I, see, I see what you're saying, but yeah, it'd be pretty weird. It'd be funny to watch someone do that, though. Uh. Yeah, but then also, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to the. What are we talk about the, oh, we want to talk about the Cowboys and Rams really fast at all. Oh, sure. Chance? Yeah. Do you think Gurley <laughs> is, uh, after all of his arrest, going to go back to early season Gurley? Not versus the Cowboys. I don't think so. I think they're going to shut him down. Well, what's shutting down Gurley? I mean, shut him down to the, I think like 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if he gets a touchdown, it's going to be like in close by the goal line. So no long, I don't think he's going to break free for too many, anything long. It's going to be a lot of like pound, you know, really close. Nice, right into the microphone. That's what I was um, doing. 
Yeah, no, I just don't see a great game for Gurley. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he gets hurt. That defense is good versus the run right now. Yeah, I think this is the last team the um, Rams want to see coming out of the bye. I think it's the worst matchup for them. Uh, like a still in inex- so it's a quarterback that looks really good unless you throw him off his game plan. Which the Cowboys because uh, um what's his name? Uh, Goff just has to make easy throws. Yeah, and that's his games. And this is just I think the stoutest defense in the NFC. Um, I just and I they're very good at just again they're not the Ravens that generate turnovers after turnovers, but I think they're or just the really Bears, good yeah. at getting um teams to fourth down yeah yeah they're a very boring good defense <laughs> they're the san antonio spurs yeah <laughs> of, the, of the nfl world pretty much <laughs> the cowboys are a pretty boring team they're just solid they get the which job is done. uh funny since they're like the big flair america's team but they're actually a very very boring team they have a quarterback that just is like completely average whatever yeah they win based on their offensive line they have a defense that doesn't generate turnovers but like gets off the field and then an offense that just holds the ball for as long as they can that that is so like tough to do is not generate turnovers but like just keep getting off the field like you're just so good like you just at some point you think turnovers are gonna come they just don't happen i do think they're helped a lot from I think this uh, this defense on a different team wouldn't be as good. They're helped a lot by the time of possession always favoring the Cowboys. Of course. Like just to be rested every time you get out there is nice. Unlike the Bears who were uh, this past weekend where they were just constantly on the field. Yeah. Because the team couldn't Trubisky do anything. Couldn't do yeah, shit. so yeah. no, as good of a defense as they were, they were probably tired as fuck. Yeah. And also, I mean... The Cowboys, I mean, the Eagles shut down Mac, which was surprising. I mean, if, if the, if the Saints can do that, that'd be huge positive, but. Shutting down Mac? Yeah. Why would they shut down Mac? Hmm. I don't know why I said that. Wait, why did I say that? I don't know. I, don't I just know. mixed I don't think up my really team. shut him down. I mean, he was kind of all over the place. We could shut game. down Mac. He just didn't get like a strip yeah. sack or anything. I mean, we could shut down Fletcher Cox. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's cute. Um, but, I mean, is Cooper Cup really hurting, missing, hurting the Rams offense that much? Because it seems like they haven't been as on fire ever since he went out. Or is that just the season moving on and teams getting more tape on them? And I don't think it, I, no, I, I think it's not, I, I think it's the latter. I don't think it's the Cooper Cup. I think okay. teams are starting to see what they're doing. Um, you know, same thing with the Saints. Like, teams are starting to see what they're doing, and this, you know, they're working game plans to sort of shut that down. So, it's making it tougher. Not saying the Rams can't come out and, you know, the last couple of games they came out, looked good. Yeah. So, you know, they gotta change their game plan the way teams are watching, you know, them and changing their game plan. So, it's, you know, it's a cat and mouse game when it comes to defense with offense. I don't think I have much to do with Cooper Cup. I think a little bit of both, a little combination of both. I think it was really nice to have that. Um, middle of the field type of receiver that can um, pull attention away from Gurley when he's doing his little swing passes and his little five-yard dump-offs that go for 50 yards. So I, I think he is very important to the offense. But, yeah, I also think 
Goff is just like they just have a quarterback that's in an amazing system who um once he gets phased a little gets thrown off of his game. Oh, yeah. Easily rattled it seems. Yeah. Uh, well he's young still, you know, and you can sort of throw out one his whole first season, so Yeah, Jeff Fisher seasons don't count. No, oh. they don't. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the uh the Colts at the Chiefs. Another great You alright there? Well, yeah, she's burping. It's got a lot of, a lot of intestinal gas coming be, coming up north, not south. It's a podcast, drinking a lot of beer. Uh, actually, just like one and a quarter. Um, the Colts, their defense has been ridiculous too. I mean, is talking about young quarterbacks getting riled? Are we? Is uh the curse of Andy Reid and Chiefs playoff pass going to catch up with Pat Mahomes? You think? Is <sighs> I think Mahomes is too good for that right now. He's looking too good. I mean, then again, who knows? Two minutes hits on that clock, fourth quarter. I mean, plus Andy Reid time management in playoffs is never great. That's what I'm saying. Like, two minutes in the fourth quarter, you know, he just completely, like, becomes, like, absolutely insane and doesn't know what to do. Turns into a pumpkin. Yeah, I don't see Mahomes really being this type to get rattled. I don't think that's why they'd lose. I think they'd lose if if, uh, Luck just completely exploits their defense. Like you said, the Colts are playing good defense. I don't think they're going to be good enough to keep the um, Chiefs under 21 points. Mm. No, I don't think but so. But I also think Luck can get to 30 on that defense. Yeah. So it might come down to just who has the ball last. Yeah, so this looks like you know it could potentially be another shootout, right? I mean, yeah. you know, Mahomes is going to throw the ball a ton. Any any game the Chiefs play in is potentially be a shootout. Also, the Chiefs have two solid um, deep deep threats. receiving threats. Uh, without Fuller, the Texans had none, so the Colts could kind of just pack in and contain a bunch of contain Hopkins, especially. Well, yeah, Tyreek Hill definitely. Um, uh, bless you, honey. Um, uh, Tyreek Hill definitely opens up that field. Uh, for, you know, obviously, like, players like Kelsey and whatnot, and, uh. Watkins is practicing again. And Watkins, hopefully he plays for the Chiefs. Um, and even, uh, Kelvin Benjamin doing things. No. Kelvin Benjamin <laughs> can't run more than 30 yards. Um, <laughs> Queen Le Benjamin. But Damien Williams also really helps that offense a lot. Yeah, they, they already signed into a contract extension. So, two year, right? Yeah. yeah. Good for him. He looked good. So, I think it's gonna be, a, I think it's gonna be a shootout. Look, all four of these games this week. Just like all four games last week, I was really excited for. I enjoyed all four of them, and I think I'm gonna enjoy all four of these games. Uh, the the AFC games, I feel like, are more up for grabs than the NFC games. I wouldn't say that. I, so. I definitely didn't enjoy that Baltimore game. Let me tell you that Mm-mm. that was slow as shit. That was some ugly ass football. It was slow. Yeah. But it was slow. Um, but it really did get exciting those last like five minutes or so, like that game. Five minutes. Uh, that's exciting, really. They were down. They would look like they like were completely. Garbage touchdown. They went from like a zero to a two. I it guess. was twenty-three to three. They score a touchdown. Then they score another touchdown. And now they're within six. And then they get the ball back. And then they do a really like a really nice play. And they get like twenty yards on a play. And like they they look like they're driving. And like obviously it happened with the fumble. And then blah blah blah. But well, yeah, Chet. but still at that <laughs> time there's only like twenty seconds left at the forty yeah. their own forty yard line, so I don't know. Uh they had they had a shot. They had a shot. It, it made it exciting. Lamar Jackson needs to get like put stick him on his fingers or something because he could not hold on to the ball. 
Yeah, he has too many fumbles. Too many fumbles. Not gonna. You know him. what? I'm going back to the Eagles Bears game real quick. Yeah. Because we were talking about just the end of game stuff. I did think the clock management at the end of Baltimore was um, not the. I mean, they did get the ball back, but they seemed to be very slow on that last drive that ended in the fumble. Just like not running up to the line very yeah. quick. Um, but the Bears. What was is it, is it because Nagy is a Andy Reid disciple? <laughs> what were they doing on that last drive? Yeah, they know. started with like a minute forty-five, and they were with three timeouts and just letting the clock drain. They're lucky they picked up some chunk plays, but like I was watching that clock go, and they used their first timeout around thirty-five seconds. Yeah. I was like, well, how did you just let over a minute go and ran like two and, plays? And then, like, why are you walking up to the line right now? What is going on? And guys? then, like third and third down with eight seconds left, they don't like bring out the kicker. Like you potentially have you run another play mm. with potential. Let's say botch snap or. Just the quarterback gets sacked, you have no shot at a field goal. Like, why weren't they going for the field goal with eight seconds left? Why were you even risking that that play, which was a completely bullshit play? Like, yeah, pretty why much would you anything but an incomplete pass, a touchdown, or a pass to the sidelines would have been game over. What's the like that? Running another play there is madness. So risky. I, I was so shocked that they ran that play, and I'm like, this was bull. And you know, they lucky they whatever, and but they still missed the field goal, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I, it's so I I was like yelling at my TV when they ran that play. I know the double doink is everything that people are going to be remembered remembering, but running that play is absolutely absurd for uh, what because he's like afraid to leave two seconds on the clock. I yeah, <laughs> and then um, just they could have got it. They didn't have to have a forty-three yard field goal. They could have had a thirty-yard field goal with how they were moving the ball, but. When not... you start to go around a minute left in a game and you throw a pass and you do anything that's over like 15 yards and you have three timeouts left, use a timeout because you know you're going to get to like – you're going to get to near the end of the game and you're just using them stupidly like to center the ball and stuff. Yeah. Like You're just – like don't have these in your pocket. They're such valuable resources. There's no reason – no, I, to I, not use your timeouts. I agree. I can't stand that that clock management was so trash. Um, just, just call timeout. Give you guys a chance to get to the line, make a play, and you move. Like you said, you're moving the ball. You're getting big chunks of yards, but you're not giving your team time to get. God, I just yeah. My favorite, um, my favorite clock. Management, or I guess anti-clock management was Doug Peter, uh, Peterson on the fourth down play. There's the minute and the half left. Mm. Um, and he called the timeout. They had what, two timeouts or so? They had three timeouts. Three timeouts. And they used and one. They used one. Everyone's like, I can't believe, um, I can't believe they're using a timeout. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Get your best play. This is the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, I'm sorry. You're not realistically going to, um, like not get it here, then get the ball back, and then score another touch, then score. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was it. You really think that's going to happen? Like, when does that happen? Like the like the uh, the announcers were like, yeah, you need to you know you know prepare for like the punt. It's like no, you need to prepare for scoring on this play. 
Like, that's what you're preparing for. Like, don't prepare to get a punt back, like, after you don't make the fourth down, get three stops in a row, and then get the punt. Like, that's not what you're preparing for. You're preparing for get your best play out there, score the touchdown, and then that's it. Yeah, that's the game. Because then, then you, you, whatever. Okay, you don't get it. You flip the field with your three timeouts. And you get the ball at the 50-yard line with 20 seconds left and you have to score a touchdown. It's like, no, this is the game. It's, exactly. it's my same thinking when there's like three minutes left in the game and it's fourth and two and a team punts. And it's like, you're not – you you're don't not, get the ball back often. And if you do, you're only going to get a ball back with like 40 seconds. Yeah. Like just put your best play forward. And if you know what? If you can't get a fourth and two, you don't deserve to win the game. But like – I, I always get so pissed off when teams punt in those situations. Yep, I agree. Cause, and then just never get the ball back. Like if you if you can't get a fourth and two, what makes you think you're gonna score a seventy yard touchdown in thirty five seconds yeah. or whatever? Yeah, exactly. I just I, don't get some of these coaches that get paid so much money. <laughs> like, it, well, they're just risk averse because they don't want to have that big mistake that costs them their job, so they always go for the safest play. But yeah, I guess it's still That's a shit. Play. Not not oh, actually not always, and not not. A bunch of the new crop of coaches, I guess, but. Anyway. Alright, the, the last game is the, the Chargers at Patriots. Uh, <coughs> what was it say? Melvin Gordon, probably gonna play. He's been banged up for the, seems like, 10 games now. <laughs> yeah, he'll play though. Eckler, he looked alright. He had some nice plays. Let's just say the Chargers, as long as the weather is not a complete shit show, the Chargers are gonna move the ball a lot better. Then they moved the ball versus the Ravens. Well, also, the, the Ravens had this, you know, amazing run game, uh, great offensive line. The Chargers defensive line blew them up multiple times. Bosa had a bunch of, had a bunch of plays in the backfield. Um, yeah, Ingram had a bunch of plays in the, well, in the at, backfield. At, at one point in the four, I think it was still in the fourth quarter where they had like negative two passing yards, the Ravens. Yeah. Like they were just absolutely dominating that, but, I mean, that's, that line. That's not necessarily the defensive line. That was more Lamar Jackson not being able to hit. No, but they were crushing receiver. him. They were yeah. getting to him real fast. They were, there was nothing. I mean, he would, they were just, the coverage was great on the back end with the corners. Like, they were just doing everything. So, I like him. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I hope so. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, I, I would, I would just love to see Philip Rivers finally get one over on the Patriots. I yeah. hope they, and I hope they do the uh, the Sean Merriman lights out dance on the on the Patriots field that they win, <laughs> like the Patriots did on wow. the San Diego field many moons ago. Throwback, many moons ago. So, all right, are we go with the uh, the playoffs because we need to get into some yeah sure some recap. Okay, um, recap of the college football playoffs because that's what we're gonna do. Uh, Brian, would you tank for two years to get this uh, Lawrence kid, or you, you want to tank for Tua or Haskins? Sure. Either, either way, um, this isn't the year for the quarterback. I, you know, I put all my eggs in last year's quarterback basket. I said how much I wanted the Giants to draft a quarterback. Yeah. Now I am. I'm not. I'm not that much of a stubborn man where I need them to draft a quarterback now. They have to go out and get Haskins because. They have to get rid of Eli now. It's like, no, you, when you didn't get a quarterback last year, you made the decision that Eli was your guy for a bit. And sure, they could do a free agent. Um, but I just think next year is going to unfortunately be another waste of year. So I don't have any problem. Um, if the cards don't play right for Tua next year, then do it again. And 
There you go. You ruined Odell Beckham's uh, career with the Giants. But... And also Saquon <laughs> Barkley's prime years as a cheapish, <laughs> as a cheap kind of running back. Yeah, because he's yeah, going to get a huge contract. Yeah, it just goes to show you don't draft a running back when your team's not together. It's so sure he's going to be one of the best running backs ever. Quarterback or Nelson, that's what they should have picked. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I say? But you see, uh, what was it, uh, Dwayne Haskins posted on Instagram a, uh, a Photoshop or a, a painting of him in a Giants uniform. And it was like, don't make me go back to the crib, which I guess is don't go back to Ohio State, but he already declared for the draft, so that doesn't really make any sense. But apparently he's from New Jersey too. So you know, so you know every, uh, jumpsuit wearing, slicked back hair, fake Italian guy is gonna want him. They loved everyone from New Jersey, I guess. Yeah. Huh? Well, they say yeah, good a good old New Jersey boy in Saquon Barkley, and a good old New Jersey boy in Dwayne Haskins. There you go. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, and I think like Haskins has a chance to be pretty good because he was nuts in Ohio State. Like Ohio State was constantly a top team, and but it's just basically one quarterback, and four teams are going to need a quarterback. Yeah, I'm not trading. I, the thing is, I don't want to trade up a bunch for him. I don't want to do the Mitch Trubisky thing yeah. where you're just trading a bunch for the guy who happens to be who you think is the top that year. I mean, I guess it worked for Wentz. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, if the Giants didn't think <laughs> that any of the quarterbacks were good last year... No, it's not, I don't think it's that was the case. I think, it's that they, I they think that's did, what they said. I don't think they that, said they, that's bullshit. They I, said that the, what's his face? Gettleman, the Gettleman said that he didn't think any of the quarterbacks were worth that high of a pick. I think that's bullshit. I and think that's why they, they, and that's they, why they, they were still, everyone's still in love with Eli and they, you know, Barkley was the, the best player in the draft possibly. So. I don't know. And it's, I mean, he probably, he might very well turn out to be the best non-QB player in the NFL in a couple of years. It's not going to matter though. Giants are still going to go eight and eight or whatever. Garbage. 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 Yeah. I mean, all those super weapons that the Colts have really helped their offense be amazing. I'm starting to just think it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you know, oh, like wow. just. <laughs> Like your your offensive line, your defensive line, your quarterback. Like what? I I just I'm starting to think. What else? Just plug everything else in after that. Just get your lines down and get your quarterback. Yeah, I mean, like Dontrell Inman was making huge catches for the Colts. Um, they look good, man. I know. And T. Y. Hilton's playing still on one foot and still owned the Texans again. You're right, but Brian is right. Really, it's. Have a good line that can protect your really good quarterback, and they will make plays. And also, just open up everything for everything out for everyone else. So, I think that's how it goes. But yeah. yeah. So no, I wouldn't tank though two years for Lawrence. No, I mean, I mean, it's impossible to tank for two years in football for sure. Is it? It's just such a. It's such a changing. Yeah, I know. I know. Grounds, I know. It's I such know. a changing sport. It's crazy. Football is so such parody. It's really hard to tank. I would, I think. I mean, if we're talking tanking, Knicks have been tanking for a long time, Ew. and this this might be the year it finally all comes together. If the 
if the Knicks can finally get a couple breaks after 30 years of the Patrick Ewing uh, draft where they froze the envelope, which is the only conspiracy theory I believe in, um, that'd be fantastic. And also the yeah. Ra- the Rangers are tanking. I'm not I'm not putting any faith in no. the Knicks tank. They're not. I mean, they're gonna wind up with like the second pick and pick the guy sandwiched between one and three that winds up sucking. <laughs> Some weird European guy, right? The, no, 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 no. They're gonna like. I don't think is there a high no, European. It's gonna be like our. They're gonna like not get Zion. They're gonna pick R.J. Barrett, and then I mean R.J. Barrett um, looks pretty good. No, I know, but he's gonna wind up being like some some guy who was just a prolific college scorer, and then oh, yeah. the guy after him is gonna be Barrett. I'm not saying our, this is nothing to disparage R.J. Barrett about. I'm just saying whoever they. It's going to be Adam, like, get Zion, like an Adam Morrison type. And get the wrong guy. The Adam Morrison type. There you go. From Gonzaga. That's who they're going to pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I mean, uh, is, is it too early for just some draft predict- predictions? If you want to throw some draft predictions, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really. All right, I'm just saying if the, if the Jets draft out. another inside defensive lineman, I will flip the fuck out. Because th- that's what they owe. That's, a, that's what they've drafted so many times. Never works. Leonard Williams, too over, very overrated player. Never, never gets, never has a dominating game, but everyone's like, oh no, he's really good. So is this draft predictions or just like what just saying what you don't want the Jets to draft? Oh, so, I mean, I'd rather the Jets trade down with like the Jaguars or something like that, get a couple second round picks. So it's not really draft predictions you want to talk about. You just want to talk about the Jets draft. The Jets. Well, yeah. Jets That's draft. You really want to talk Jet, about. Offensive. Jets draft um, predictions. Man. What? You don't want him to pick that top offensive lineman. What's from um, Alabama? Yeah, that, I would think that's what you would want. Yeah, to keep either offensive lineman or if Josh Allen falls to them, I would take him. So we can have Josh Allen sack Josh Allen for ten years. <laughs> uh, cool. But if neither of those Josh guys, Williams, yeah, that guy, yeah, that guy. That's um, who I want. I was. I'm really hoping he falls yeah. to the Giants. But if there's just like an amazing trade offer from the Jaguars or the Dolphins or whatever, or one of those other teams, maybe even the Bengals, who knows what they're doing with Andy Dalton with a new coach coming in, I take that. Or if they get lucky again, um, for like Bosa. Yeah, it was like when I guess you don't like Williams that much, but people are saying it, they were very lucky when he fell to him because oh, he yeah, was I, offensive I, heavy. And then they said everyone was saying they were very lucky when Jamal Adams fell to them. I mean, Josh uh, Jamal Adams, yes, he he's going to be one of the best safeties in the game next year. If, if he's not, I mean, he's he's in the Pro Bowl this year. I know it gets watered down, but he's. I mean, he's definitely already up there for one of the better ones. Here's a draft thing that ties to fantasy football. What? Is there anybody exciting that you're like, oh, I know once draft season comes, we're going to get much more knowledge on this. None of us are giant college football watchers, and we'll know like the second, third round running backs that will yeah. make a difference yeah. based on all the coverage you'll get. But just um, from your small knowledge of college football, has there been any names that uh, – have really been pumped out there. Like, there's no. I don't think there's any. There's supposed to be any top fifteen skill position, like top top fifteen draft pick skill position, when it comes to the offense. 
I think we got spoiled the past couple years with the running backs, especially. Um, but I'm trying to think. Oh, there's a guy from Iowa State that came out. I, I don't know his name. I'm really bad with college. There's football. um, <laughs> what's his name? I'll be honest with that. The it's a running back from Iowa State. I'm pretty sure is supposed to be. <coughs> is it something Williams? Maybe I don't know, but or Williams or Wilson or something. He's supposed to be like he already declared. He's supposed to be very good, but I'm not sure even. He declared he's supposed to be good. Yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. So. yeah. He declared, comma. He's supposed to be pretty good. Oh, okay. I, thought you said, like, he made I mean, I'm sure he. I'm he, sure he's also declared that he's pretty good. Yeah, he made a declaration that he's a very good player. <laughs> Had a press conference for it. Um, <laughs> all right, can we get away from this this talk that's so riveting? Okay. All right. Know all right. So much about college fucking. All right. Let's go on to uh and just some more news. Uh, some new coaching hires. Bruce Arians going to the Bucks. Apparently, he loves Jameis Winston. So. <laughs> yeah. Jameis Winston is going to be sticking around in Tampa Bay. We'll see. We'll see how. I mean, I, he's going to be tough on him, so we'll see. It sounds like it's something he had to say to get the job, similar to what Shermer had to say about Eli to get the job, which just doesn't well, make sense. In, to in me, the press conference, Shermer looked like he was in a torch in a in a prisoner video, where he, <laughs> they're making him speak against his will. The whole season, he looked like that well, when he talked about Eli. I just don't get it. Well, I guess I get it. In millions of dollars, we'll <laughs> yeah. make you shut up and just do whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess Arians likes deep ball chuckers. So that's good for, uh, Winston. And he, you know, he made Palmer look really good for a year there. I don't know. I think Winston could have a bounce back year. Oh, wow. But only one. But only one, only one good only year. One like, like he's gonna come in, have a good year. People are gonna be like, his career is resurrected, and we're never gonna hear this. From um, this, well, whole, this whole hiring was completely telegraphed too. It was yeah. like Bruce Arians, like, yeah, like like weeks ago, like, yeah, I'd listen to the if the Bucks called. The Bucks well, it was, originally it was the Browns, and then it turned to the Bucks. He but just likes B teams. It was just really weird the, like how telegraphed it was. Well, the thing is, um, fuck, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Uh, I mean, James Winston had, what, when he played the second half of the season, he was actually pretty decent. They had uh, one of the top passing offenses for the second half of the season. They're just Their defense sucks so much that so they never won any games. It's not like he's Like, Mike, Mike Evans was a, he was a top eight receiver, I think. He crushed it. He was yeah. second in yards. I, I was, I, I was wrong on him. I thought he was going to have a, 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 reg, a big regression season, but I was wrong on him. But, I mean, Bruce Arians, I I really like to hire. I would not – I mean, Jameis Winston is probably going to be in, like, the 14-15 range in my rankings next year. But Mike Evans, I could see being a top 10 receiver. Oh, definitely top 10. Easy. Definitely top 10. It might be. Still not sure about that running game, though. I was just going to say I'd like to see them get their running game figured out. (laughs) And maybe new lifeblood will help. Uh, Ronald Jones. New coaching will help Ronald Jones. Uh, I completely forgot about him. I was like, you can't restart. give up on him. You can't give up on him. It's only one year and he barely played because, uh, and he was so good at USC. He's got to get that run blocking down really well. Um, pass blocking. Yeah. yeah well, look, uh, David uh, Johnson wasn't, is never, was never the best pass blocker in Arizona, but the, their thing is the, the, 
took him out of the pass block situations a lot by lining him up different places. So yeah. maybe, maybe they do some similar things at Ronald Jones. Yeah. And Byron Leftwich is coming over from the Cardinals to join Arian's staff. So is Todd Bowles. Found the job real quick after wow. getting fired. Wow. I like that. I like the Byron Leftwich in line. Well, honestly, if the Jets the didn't. That's coaching staff. Yeah. That's like, that's really, like a wow. decent staff. Uh, and honestly, if the Jets, if it would have been possible, if the Jets could hire Arians and put Bulls as a def- defensive coordinator, I would not have minded that, but that's obviously impossible. So yeah, You can't be like, exactly. can we going to demote you to yeah. uh, coordinator? <laughs> no. But that's where he needs to be. Like yeah. He's just one of those people that doesn't have the head coaching chops. Yeah. Like He needs to focus on his area of strength. Unless, yeah. like, you know, in like five years, he gets another chance. And then, like, we've seen, like, a he- like a good coordinator go to head coach, struggle, go back to being a coordinator, and then, like, five years later, yeah, he needs to come back. He needs time. But out of all the coaches let go, he was he wasn't one of the head scratchers. Oh no no no, no. no. Not and, and he and, and he wasn't one that was like yeah he's gonna be a head coach next year like no no one really thought he'd be a head coach Mm-mm. so but yeah so I like it I really like the Arian signing um but there was another one right uh, Cliff King, one. Cliff Kingsbury to the Kingsbury, Cardinals yeah which should help. Um, should help Rosen and Johnson get yeah, more firepower in their offense. In college. That's the thing, though. It, it's Big 12, very spread out, no defense being played. Um, I don't know how many, uh, again, we're not college, so like, yeah, we don't watch college, so yeah, I don't, I have no idea the answer to this question. How, oh god, how many Big 12 head coaches have gone to the NFL and succeeded? If any. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not area of expertise. Is not that for us. So, John, you gotta get that indigestion. Uh, Dude, I don't know. Yeah, he is done over. It's weird. He can't help himself. Um, <laughs> I gotta put that beer down. Your indigestion is uh, acting up. <laughs> I will never put down this sweet water, triple tail, delicious and refreshing, sweet water. I would say say it into the camera, but it doesn't matter because we're not a video cast. Oh no, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll yeah. just. Show the label anyway, so her imaginary camera. And, and um, swig it around. <laughs> get, get it nice and foamy. Yeah, I really don't have the answer to that. Um, it can't be any worse than it was in Arizona. No. And, I mean, honestly, how does the guy that hires a head coach that he fired after one year allow to hire the next coach? <laughs> I don't Maybe get that. Maybe he'll fire him after one exactly. year. Exactly. I don't know. Did or... It... or... Clinsbury will have a shitty year and then, then uh, put that into getting the head coach job at a better team. <laughs> he seems really good at just bouncing around. He's probably he's just too good looking. GMs just like get get lost in his eyes and hire him. I feel like yeah, he like bangs their hot daughters or something. All right, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> he's a good old cut coach. Well, uh, <coughs> who um Munchak? Didn't he get a? Didn't he get hired? Mike Munchak, didn't he get? Uh, he's a offensive coordinator somewhere. But didn't he get hired somewhere? No, mm-hmm. I thought I heard that somewhere. It looks was... like they're gonna go kitchens for for the Browns. The Browns, See, which I think is a pretty good idea because I think you're gonna lose them if you don't exactly the head coach position. Yeah, oh, in, right. in today's NFL, you have to hire the offensive guy to be your yeah. to be your head coach. Let's just hope this isn't the um, this doesn't work out for them as poorly as 
oh, we're going to lose McAdoo if we don't make him our head coach. Oh, yeah. Because that's the same thing that happened for the Giants. Honestly, talk- he had a really good year as an offensive coordinator. Um, and they were like, oh, we're going to lose him if we don't make him the head coach. Talk about a guy that should probably just stick to his his side of the ball and not be a head coach. Oh, yeah. No, he has no skills in person and uh controlling personalities. Nope, nope. Oh, is that it? All right, hold on. What did you, uh, you do? Uh, Matt Lafleur named head to coach the Packers. of the Packers, which I didn't get because honestly, get. because he spent it was just the he spent one year as Sean McVay's offensive coordinator, but Sean McVay's the offensive coordinator of Sean McVay's team, so it's not like he. It's not like I'm sure. He put input into into some stuff, but it's not like he had control of that offense. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. And it's not like the Titans' offense even had a great uh, running game until the last few games of the season when Derrick Henry just went crazy. The defense- yeah, it, it seems like uh, one of those one of those uh, Bill Belichick situations where he had so much control over things mm-hmm. that like I don't really want his coordinators that much. Yep, uh, I I don't know if I like that. Um, well, jo- and to that point, Josh McDaniels is now getting, for some reason, a lot of his name thrown around a lot. And he already said he's not but going anywhere. There, I think there, there was a couple where he, he said like he would actually like that he's very interested. In I just saw recording. like I just saw today like he said he's dying. Like, he's oh, like, he's not. Yeah, oh, okay. Like, I'm not uh, all right. I was going. Anywhere. I was going off an old report then. Yeah. Never mind. I think he would go somewhere if he got offered. Th- I think he would go to the Browns if he got offered that job. Hmm. That's, but I don't know if they're looking to offer outside because that's probably the most attractive job right now. It's crazy how the Browns are the most attractive job. job. I know. Like uh, they have just a, look at that team. I, mean. I know, right? They have a solid, solid line, great running, a uh, solid tr- uh, running back group, and it, they just need they need one more playmaking receiver, and I feel like they'll be they'll be set. They got the. I'm they not got, even sure how much they need. Maybe a, another line. I mean, I mean, what Callaway. Landry and um, Njoku is a, like a decent – I think they need one more though. Yeah, but I mean you could find that. You could get a receiver. Yeah, you could find that. Um, Randall Cobb. Like, there you and go. they have loads. Like, <laughs> so old. All right. So a team that probably would have made the playoffs if it wasn't for um, – Hugh Jackson. Hugh, Jack, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> um, they have everybody on rookie contracts. Yeah. They have – loads of cap space uh i just such a good situation for anybody that wants to come in there oh yeah and uh, and a franchise quarterback obviously that's the biggest thing they have a guy that looks like he's going to be a fucking stud because he had one of the he just finished one of the best uh rookie years for a passer most touchdowns ever thrown by a rookie um a couple more things uh falcons uh, hired Dirk Cutter and Mike Malarkey to the Dirk offensive Cutter, staff. That's right. That's who they are. <laughs> and really, my Munchak came. Falcons. <laughs> Falcons are just like continuing to do the best at replacing Shanahan at, at offensive coordinator. Look, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy with that signing for the Falcons. Those signings. Um, the one other thing though, Mun- Mike Munchak. Well, that's because you're saying Of course. Uh, Denver Broncos are yeah. close to either, I think it's, it's down to, uh, Vic Fangio. Or Mike Munchak, which is why he, his name kept coming in my head is because he might be the head coach of the Broncos. What like, what kind of club is this whole coaching club in the NFL where the same crap names just get recycled over and over and over? 
It's uh, just like, oh, okay, you gave me a job 20 years ago? Here. You're under consideration. Although I keep seeing articles saying, would the Steelers trade Mike Tomlin and promote Mike Munchak? First off, trading coaches is crazy. I know know it worked out for the Bucks for the first year because they won the Super Bowl. I still think it's ridiculous. If if the Jets trade multiple first-round picks for John Harbaugh, I will flip the fuck out. It worked out because Gruden knew Uh, all the plays. Also, wait, breaking news. Breaking news. uh, Sources on my phone. McCarthy only (laughs) wants to coach the Jets. John, how do you feel about this whole uh, match that looks to be happening? I'm I'm very conflicted because part of me wants – you know, new hotness offensive coordinator like Cliff Kingsbury. You want a fresh face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like something to invigorate yeah, this franchise. To come in there and um, you want a looker and bang exactly. yeah. uh, Woody's daughter. <laughs> wow, wow. And also just like elevate Sam to heights unseen before in the Jets franchise. Let's be honest. So then they could go out on the town together yeah. and um, pop some bottles, go to yeah, club, some, you know, maybe some like girls, be some club, late. do some club rat things, you know, that kind of things. <laughs> Mike McCarthy is the classic. We've had new coaches only, first time coaches only. So let's go with this emotionless personality draining, devoid. Moundless blob that is Mike McCarthy that won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is not the most uh, pleasant guy to get along with, apparently. But that alienated that relationship. Didn't, how many times did they make the NFC Championship besides the Super Bowl? Not that many, right? Mm, they at all? I don't know. I just, I, like, and he's not he's not banging any owner's twenty five year old. No, daughter. exactly not. Give me give me a stud. I just Mike McCarthy is just like the classic, just like boring retread that will have the Jets spinning their tires. Like there's there's nothing imaginative about it. His his offense is the simplest offense. I don't mean that in a good way. Well, did it's, you guys get rid of the rest it, of the staff too, or was it, it just bowls? Well, I mean, it's probably going to be so you think the, the only the only staff that they will keep that I hope they keep is the special teams guy because he did a freaking amazing job this year and last year. So maybe he brings in a good offensive coordinator, a good defensive coordinator. But he he I calls the plays. Say, he calls the plays though. Maybe it can won't. honestly be good something good for Darnold for like two years. Maybe like it could help him grow if he was if they were like. I mean, they obviously can't say this, but if they were like Mike McCarthy, two year bridge quarterback to help. Darnold, um, grow a little, do the basics, uh, do this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and then move on. Sort of like a uh, how Mark Jackson was a bridge quarterback for the young uh, bridge coach of the <laughs> Warriors. Well, maybe you could do that. Maybe you could be like, look, make it too, you can, like, for sort of tell McCarthy this. Coach up Darnold, get him like that, you know, get him to that next level. But then they need to have the offensive coordinator that then, they promised the job to. But then you put, you put McCarthy into like a, more of a, you know, role like, not GM, but like a, like, you know, more of a advisor, yeah, special like, assistant to yeah. the GM, head of scouting or some shit. This is another thing. I don't, with just firing bulls and allowing McCagnin and keeping the same weird structure where McCagnin, the GM, and the coach both report to the president, uh, 
uh, Christopher Johnson. I, I just, I don't get that structure. Give me a single line structure. That is, that's a winning structure. You, you have too many people reporting to one guy. Things get lost in translation. Fights form. <laughs> and also, with McCagnin hiring this new coach, he's around for at least three more years now. And he, let's see, he's, what, 20, 20 something games under 504 years. Look at his drafts. I know GMs get a, um, a pass in the, for their performance if they find that quarterback and hopefully Sam is that. But that was a no-brainer pick. Yes, he traded up three spots. Yes, he didn't give up a future first for it. But look at the rest of his drafts. They're shit. <laughs> I know we have, I'm, we, he got my boy Chris Herndon. Looks like to be one of the more <laughs> promising tight end prospects. I, he looks good. Look at his, no, last, five, look I, his I, last five games. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even joking. I'm like, not shaking my it, head. It, started, because... it kind of started as a joke, but I'm actually, I'm very on the Herndon. I'm not shaking my head because I'm on the Herndon horn. Right I, I disagree Herndon with you. Express. Yeah, he, oh yeah. he, he does, he has looked pretty, he looks pretty good at the end of the season. Um, I mean, like, you can count his good moves on one hand. Henry Anderson for a seventh round pick looks good. Uh, Herndon looks good. Um, I mean, obviously the sand pick, hopefully it's good. Uh, trying to think. I mean, Jamal Adams, it fell to him, but I guess you still give him credit. Uh, what else? There's some others, but their, their wide receiver depth is nothing. Their running back, Isaiah Carroll sucks. I mean, if McGuire can stay healthy, he looks all right. It's just, I, I think we're good. Okay. I think we're but, good. McCarthy, I would be, I, I would not be excited about it. I, I wouldn't be too upset about it. All right. Long story short. Well, but not really. Short story uh, long. Yeah. All right. Can we move on to actually like recapping the, uh, the season maybe? Okay. All right. Let's go into the season recap. All right. Uh, I mean, I'm the, gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna time code this at one hour. Uh, just so people, if people want to just listen to the 2019 recap and not some bullshit about college football drafts and John talking about Linear coaching trees, whatever. Um, yeah. So, and to be honest, I would like a coach from a good coaching tree. All right, we're I, done. Just because I want to say, like, oh done. no, he's from this coaching tree. He, he he'll he'll get it. he'll figure it out. We're done. Okay. Um, season recap. I uh, we won we won our league. We drafted Brian drafted Pat Mahomes. I won my two leagues where I drafted Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes was a week league winner this year, like Todd Gurley was last year. He, I mean, he's obviously the easiest, the easiest MVP ever. I mean, Jared Goff, you could say too, because he was also drafted very late, but he faded down the stretch a little bit. Pat Mahomes just threw four touch, threw four touchdowns every oh game. Like, yeah, with this job. John can't help himself with that. Um, I mean, we're talking, you, you just jumped right into like we're talking full season MVP over here. Like, what oh no, I was just, I was just saying what was what was on my mind. First oh, time. okay, all right, all right. So that that was it. Oh, I don't know. You guys go. You you can say something. Oh, I mean, do you want to go with Julio Jones actually scoring touchdowns and ending up as the um, uh, yardage leader for all receivers? Like he was a second half MVP. I mean, he was a first first round name, but maybe a slightly lower draft position in reality. But he proved that his name lived up to the first round hype. I want to go with uh, Saquon Barkley being the second 
highest total scorer in all of fantasy right behind Pat Mahomes. Oh, for sure. And absolutely laying a dud in the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> oh, you're, that was, like, he never scored that low. Less than 20. Yeah, exactly. He scored less than 10. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad start to those playoffs for him. Uh, I had, I didn't even set my lineup, uh, the week after I played Allison and would have blown her out. Oh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> to end up with the, the top running back, the two top uh, wide receivers, and not make it out of the first round by. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's painful. It's very painful. Is John going to his app? Oh, well, I mean, I'm just going to my championship team here. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. John didn't win the championship in our league. I mean, I, I my, well, I don't get how I, my running backs were shit, but Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins also. DeAndre Hopkins is a fucking beast. No drops. He came every, he, he, he came every week. That sounded wrong, but I'm sticking <laughs> by it. He, I will say, if you want to talk about like a MVP for, uh, what the second round, said that second round of the playoffs for most people. Yeah. That was him, man. I mean, mm-hmm. he yeah. just fucking. I mean, two touch. I mean, and this is on like a on an ankle that like probably hurt every time he fucking touched the the field. Like he just, it was amazing. What an amazing game! Yeah, like well, let's talk about some playoff boomers. We got him. Zach Ertz was a big. Oh, playoff Zach boomer. Ertz, yeah, for sure. He really killed it. He boomed in the playoffs. <laughs> he did boom boom. Uh, Robbie Anderson in the in championship week. Yeah, I really o- I almost played him, but games. yeah. Robbie Anderson, not just championship week, like oh the Pat, the, the whole the yeah. whole he was just really lighting it up. Uh, even like you know like Jamal Williams was good with Aaron J- Jones going down. Uh, obviously Rogers had the, his best game of the season. I would say it was crazy. Then I don't want to say no name running backs, so that's like kind of insulting to them. But like the the lesser known running backs, Who the, just- the last four weeks or whatever, just. Lighting the world on fire. You said Williams, uh, Elijah McGuire. CJ Anderson. CJ Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, even, uh, for one week, Justin Jackson gave you. Justin uh, Jackson, exactly. Um, even, I mean, Gus Bus was very solid. He, he was, he is the, he performed like the new Frank Gore. He was consistent. He would get you 11 to 15 points. Yeah. No matter what. Although it does <laughs> suck that like the first play of the game versus the Ravens in week 16, mm-hmm. he had a 40 yard run. So he had like four point three points. Oh yeah. Man. The rest of the game he had like six. Yeah, he he was decent. I think the MVP of the last half of the season was Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah. Um, unstoppable. Just unstoppable. Ripping off crazy game. Yeah, absolutely unstoppable. Um yeah, and so he's he finished third in all fantasy scoring. Uh surprisingly a lot of skill position over quarterbacks. Um, which was not the case last year. And, uh, just like a lot of, um, not like too many wildly high years for quarterbacks besides Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you had Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger had great statistical years, which is something you wouldn't. It was actually his best statistical year for Ben Roethlisberger. Like yeah. most yards passing, most touchdowns he's ever thrown in a season. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like it's something you wouldn't have, uh, Guess, but yeah, McCaffrey really turned it on. And I honestly think if I had to pick a MVP for fantasy, I think I'd pick him. Yeah, I think so. Just because it's a never wavered. Like there was, 
it was never the down. Well, week. the the first half of the year, he only scored one touchdown or whatever. But then the second half of the year, he scored like fucking fifteen touchdowns. But he had how many receptions? So he, oh, yeah, he it was, was no a hundred and something. Even when he wasn't scoring touchdowns, he was still giving you fifteen to twenty points on his receptions and yards alone, which was insanity. And he may have finished even higher than third overall. I mean, he didn't play week seventeen. Like he started yeah. and he carried the ball like twice, and then they took him out. Like that's a whole game missed. So yeah, he was sick in fifteen games. So what about the um, the top fantasy players that were playoff and 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 the season duds that started off just unbelievable? Well, I guess Gurley and, because he was hurt, right? Yeah. So you have Gurley, Barkley, Thielen. Uh, Thielen was an absolute dud in oh, the playoffs. Yeah. Who really? cratered the last what four games of the season well i mean honestly that 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 should be our fault for trying to trust kirk cousins to get him the ball damn andrew luck is a guy who really cratered in the playoffs not because his team was bad but because they just ran the ball the whole time and he just didn't he he went on a streak i think like a nine game streak of three touchdowns plus it's like holy shit andrew luck is getting 30 points a game mm-hmm. in his sleep and then um the last like three games of the season he was on his. He he was getting like ten fantasy points. Yeah, he ran to the Jaguars, who who shut them out, and then it was just like couldn't hit that magic again that he had in the first half of that season, the first nine ten games. But yeah, but then first game of the playoffs, he's right back where he went. All right, I'll, I'll, what about I was, okay, I was okay. say Amari Cooper? Besides week, what was it week week fourteen? He had that humongous game. Yeah, like two hundred and something yards. Yeah, yeah, and then. The next two weeks, he he did shit. Well, that's 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 to be expected from Amari Cooper. That's how he was last year. Honestly, I mean, and he didn't really do anything in in the Cowboys playoff game. No, he didn't do anything. Oh uh, no, no, he had a, he actually had a he was he had like seven. Oh yeah, no, he had a hundred yards. Yeah, he was pretty good actually. Um, um, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott actually sort of I don't want to I guess he wasn't a dud dud in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. he wasn't great like. You didn't get those points you were expecting from Zeke. And that, obviously, those are the kind of guys you need to get, like, 20, 25 points from in the playoffs. And he just didn't perform, I don't well, think. Well, kind of all season, he uh, was around a 15, 16 guy. I think he was just really um, solid at, like, around 16 a game. Leading up to the playoffs, though, he started looking like, all right, this is the guy we're going to, you know, that is the guy you drafted, you wanted, and then just playoffs... Yeah, Tyreek Hill didn't he also he really hurt you in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, he did. He oh yeah, I mean I had. Oh, yeah, sorry, you I, had him. I yeah, had, yeah, I pretty much had ten combined points from Barkley and Hill that Ugh. sunk me. I had two points from um, Cam Newton who I wasn't going to start. I had almost I had like seven points from George Hill who sandwiched that seven point game with like a thirty five and a thirty five. Oh Kittle, uh, yeah Kittle, sorry, I, yeah with Kittle. Like the game I was on by, he scored. He had over 200 yards, and the game after, he had two two touchdowns and like 150 yards. Oh. It was like unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it was an awful week after oh. by. It couldn't have gone any worse. I knew it was going to happen too. I've never outscored a league. Ass and I, shit. I, outs- I outscored wow. your league by over 200 points, I think. Um, and then not one Yeah, um... it's fantasy. But anyway, you know how we were chiding um, the. First round players. I was just about to talk about the first round players. Go for it. Their 
no surprises actually. They actually came back first, second, third round. They all came back. They performed mostly how they want to. And I can't really, you have to really go down the list to find, uh, big surprises. I guess my first one is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, four, uh, 14th ranking between, um, t- tight ends, wide receivers and running backs. So 14th and flex mm. was Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. Um, but not an insanely big surprise. You have Connor, James Connor down by, uh, I mean, Connor's 18th. Different circumstances. Juju yeah. was like the, the sixth round guy that could, or seventh round guy, whatever, that can win you your league because he's your third wide receiver or whatever, or a flex player. And he, he just went off the entire season. Yeah, there's just, but I mean, just going down the list, there's not many surprises. I mean, uh, Woods and our boy Bob Woods and James White are hovering around the top 20, which I guess is a surprise. And then Kittle is in, is hovering around the top 20, which is a big boom. Yeah. The, um, I mean, for Bob Woods, obviously we're Bob Woods, pro Bob Woods podcast. As, but. I mean, like he 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 only outperformed what I expected him to do by like eight spots. But he was so consistent. Yeah, I mean like, that's great. James White was a um, fantastic first eight to nine week player. Kind of slowed down. Yeah, during... like a top five first eight to nine. Exactly. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, you yeah. traded him, all power to you. If you were like saw him through six seven weeks and traded him. Yeah, it's, that's that's that takes a lot of guts to do that, you know. But uh, I don't know. That's I mean, the busts are are more obvious, I guess. I mean, well, that's what Fournette. Well, that's like, what I was you may not even be on the fucking team anymore. The first round, the first oh, round bust is what I was really going to get at. Is like you know, people drafting Bell and Fournette were really um, even David Johnson, who was like up there at the top pick. Like he's he st- he still. He, yeah, he, but he was he, still up there. I, I know. Guess. Like, obviously, he doesn't. He didn't meet expectations he did at not all. But perform the way you wanted him to. Like that was. I mean, yeah, he performed as a th- he performed to the level of a third round pick, but at least you didn't. He didn't waste your season. Yeah. He didn't bell you yeah. or Fournette you, Fournette you yeah. or. Um, I mean, Dalvin Cook up until yeah, the last few Cook. up until the last few weeks was was useless. Was, yeah, absolutely useless. not useless. I, I guess useless. Not useless. Yeah. yeah. Like, or kind of hunt you, but I guess Hunt had a very good first three quarters. Yeah, but you know how bad that was? Like, there was a guy in one of my leagues who was crushing it, and Hunt was a very good part of it. Mm. And he lost Hunt, and he ended up not making or making the playoffs, but he, like, he, like, lost because he just didn't, that was just that extra player that he didn't have. He didn't have the bench spot. Like, he didn't have, like, that, someone to fill in yeah. for him. And it just, it was just very damaging. And then last year he had Sean Watson, the same guy. Oh, that sucks. So he sort of, ah, yeah, two years in a row, sort of got like hit hard. Um, uh, actually, here's my surprise name for the year. So like every year I feel like, I feel like there's like at least 10, but you could have told me, okay, Bell's not playing for the season. Yeah, sure. I could see James Conner being good, like John was saying. Or, um, yeah, sure. We like Bob Woods, so we could see him being kind of good. I was really high on Kittle. I could have seen him being this mm-hmm. good, I, but I know a lot of people couldn't. Um, but Philip Lindsay, the only guy yeah. in like the top 50 I see that if you told me preseason, 
like right before the draft, right before everyone was drafting, um, Philip Lindsay was going to be a top 25 skill position guy. I would have been like, I, I don't uh, know what the fuck you're like, talking who, who about. Who is this guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, you'd be like, you misspoke. You meant Roy Streeman, right? And then, no, they meant Philip Lindsay. Like, he was the guy. And he looked good, man. He looks really good. He had one of the highest yards per carry for any rookie running backs. And on on not great offense. I mean, you could say the same thing for for Saquon Barkley too. Yeah, but everyone expected Barkley. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, my big surprise guy was I thought Tyler Boyd had he way exceeded my expectations. I like I did not expect him to be a, anywhere near the top twenty in wide receivers. I thought, yeah, Adrian Green's obviously went healthy, wide receiver number one. Tyler Boyd. Maybe wide receiver three flex player, but even once, once AJ Green went down, he stepped it up even more and provided some very solid games late in the season. Yeah, I mean, and even with Jeff Driscoll too, he scored a touchdown yeah, actually a couple of weeks like that that late week game where he had like sixty some yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Really nice from him. Then of course he got hurt, so nothing you could do about uh, that. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I really Tyler Boyd was great. And he definitely looks like a receiver of the future for the the, the Bengals. Yeah, but the top few make sense to me, like Barkley, McCaffrey, Gurley, Kamara. The top four that makes just a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, when it comes to skill position, yeah. like that, yeah, I could have seen that coming into the season. Hill being in the top five, not too shocking. And then you have rounding out. The top ten is Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Elliott, Jones, and Brown. Yeah, so it's all the all the big names that that you'd expect. Yeah, although here. I think Devontae Adams uh definitely I still think exceeded some expectations. I don't think anyone saw him being this elite number one wide receiver. I think the way he just I mean, he was a touchdown machine. It was every week, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. It was just, it was it was really sick how consistent he was. Yeah, I really enjoyed him on uh, my team that had three of the top seven skill position players and <laughs> the uh, third best tight end that didn't. All right, put all right, all right. We know you lost. All right, can, can I say a disappointment that, or not a disappointment, but a guy that I completely whiffed on that I remember I thought would be a lot better is uh, Chris Hogan. Nah, uh, we all whiffed on yeah, Hogan. I thought he was going primed for a solid wide receiver two kind of season. Averaging, you know, like 13, 14 points a game. You know, every, yeah. every now and then kind of, uh, go off for like 25 points or whatever. Just be a real steady player. You know, just Patriots offense. I mean, Tom Brady, from fantasy perspective, very up and down. And that showed with pretty much, uh, with all the wide receivers and Gronk too. I mean, Gronk, he's, he looks done. Yeah, no, he's pretty much done. But yeah. I think this is his last season. Yeah. I think um, there are a couple of players that I'd like to just I'll bring up as usual. Um, I was completely wrong on Joe Mixon. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. All wrong on Joe Mixon. I think You were. No, uh, well, you were most wrong. I was most, definitely. I will say that. I will apologize for that. He was most amazing. Um, and I think we will – I think I don't know if we were all too high on him or just what? I think a consensus, but Kenyon Drake. Uh, so I, I kinda, was very I, high on Drake, but I, I was kinda, very high on Alex Collins, who oh, I yeah, was same. wrong about. Don't, don't blame Collins. Don't blame Collins. <laughs> this is still a thorn in your side. Don't blame Collins on that. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, and I'm just I'm just going to like average draft positions to you know jog my memory of what the hell went down. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, Hogan. I think we were really really high on and thought he would just fill in sort of the Edelman role while Edelman was we're like a solid like like fifth round pick or something. Yeah. Yeah, Hogan was my biggest failure. I picked him um, last pick of the third round in my one draft. I did trade him after week two, so I got out of it. But Anthony, what about um, Duke Johnson? I'm pretty sure you. Uh, had, I'm pretty sure you oh, had some. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you had some high uh, high stakes bets where he would get like a thousand yards or oh, something. Oh, I'm sure I did. Yeah, we even had. Uh, yeah, we spent like. 20 minutes of one episode arguing about him, Anthony. I think it was a whole coaching change. And just Nothing was able to be, like, you know, level ground for him. I think it's next season for Duke Johnson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, I love Duke Johnson. I will always love Duke Johnson. I'm not going to blame Duke Johnson the way I'm not going to blame Alex Collins and the same way I'm not going to blame Chris Thompson. Okay? Mm. Okay? Well, also, I, I was, I guess I was kind of wrong. I mean, I drafted him in a couple of weeks, but I was kind of wrong about Adrian Peterson. There was no way. I, th- I thought there was no way he would last 10 games. I still, I still thought like after the first few weeks when he looked good, I still thought he was that was the time to trade him. Like, yeah, I mean, like he still he still produced for most of the season. Also, I was I was pretty wrong about uh, the Eagles running backs. I thought at least Corey Clement or um, well, Jay Ajayi, Jay Ajayi. No, um, uh, Smallwood or or someone would at least produce. You but, think Ajayi would produce if, before he got hurt? I mean, he was he was done pretty early, wasn't he? He was, he was. So was I, I, just, I thought at least one of the Clement or Smallwood or someone would produce, and they've just been cycling through them all season. What? Well, uh, same well, thing. Go ahead. And same thing with the receivers too. With Wentz, none of them really stepped up, and like Aguilar was mediocre for a bunch of the season. Jeffrey's come on. Jeffrey's uh, come good on with up. Foles. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think I, any of us were really high on their receivers. No, no. no not high. I, just, I drafted Clement and Aguilar to a couple of my teams just because I thought they were going to be like a solid third option or whatever. I think one running back that was disappointing was uh, Tevin Coleman after Freeman mm. went down early. Yeah. Like, you would have thought he would have stepped in and sort of just been Devonta Freeman, like had that. Because like, when in seasons past, he just sort of did what he did and – I don't think – I think anyone who had Coleman was like, yes, I sort of have like a top-tier running back, and it sort of never panned out. He had a few good weeks here and there, just, just not the consistency you expected. I'm pretty sure he's in a, he was in a contract year, too. Ugh. Yeesh. I, I would not be surprised if the Jets signed him this year, though. My biggest miss on running back was probably Deion Lewis, being really high on Lewis. Oh, my God, I mean, God, yeah. to be fair, he would have outscored – Henry, if it wasn't for Henry's one giant game. Yeah. Um, so I can't really knock myself too much on, um, saying you needed Lewis over Henry, but Henry still did outscore him by 40 points. So that's, that's exactly the, that one huge game. So they would have been tied if it wasn't for that, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He, he underperformed pretty. Heavily for me, the offense just never got going like I thought it would, which um, like makes me question the Matt Lafleur exactly. I even more. There was uh, a um, there was a couple guys on Twitter I remember during the the preseason where I don't know I was like someone was saying like they had Henry a lot higher than Lewis. I was like, oh, 
I have Lewis a lot higher than Henry. Like, why do you think that? And just like, yeah. just he's like, well, I think Lafleur. Like, you'll be interested in seeing like how he deploys the offense. Like, like I think it'll be suit Henry a lot, and it obviously wasn't. I still think Lewis might have been the right draft pick over Henry because the amount of games he delivered. He was better more consistent. than Henry, and by the time Henry produced, nobody had nobody him. Had him yeah. yeah. So he, he Henry put up two insanely good games that probably weren't used by people. So like you got a little more out of Lewis, who was a twelve point a game kind of guy for the first like three quarters of the season. And I, honestly, I'd much rather have that kind of guy, anyways. Yeah, I mean you're right. Um, Lewis definitely produced early on, um, and like you're right, Henry by the time. He did start producing. Very few people had him. And even if they had him, they probably didn't play him, at least that first game. Mm-hmm. So it was a useless, like, you know, amount of points that he put up. Um, I would say one guy, um, Superman, got injured, and I'm interested in seeing how he comes back next year is Kerryon Johnson. Yeah. After the first five games, he was a pretty consistent producer for a Alliance team that sucks at running. To be honest, over they 100 suck. yards since Reggie yeah. Bush, yeah. and he he had more 100 yard running games than they they've had in like 15 years, which is insanity. Speaking of Lions, I have mm-hmm. my oh Stafford. I have my guy that's more than um more of a surprise than Lindsey Eric Ebron. Oh um, yeah, doing what he did in the touchdown department is my biggest fantasy surprise of the year. <laughs> Besides Pat Mahomes, and obviously he. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, and it, it's funny too because there was a point where, um, uh, you know, old brawler Jack Doyle was coming back, and uh, I was I was pumped about Jack Doyle. Everyone was, and a lot of people. There was these people on Twitter that were like, "Oh no, Doyle's coming back. What should I do with Ebron?" People were like, "Oh, drop him, get rid of him. He's done. Don't worry." And like, I'm like, "What are you guys talking about?" I'm like, "Why would you like this guy's a touchdown machine?" Like, I think even if Doyle was there, like. Yeah, you know, the yards won't be there, or maybe the the total red, uh, red zone looks would be there, but he was just, that was his target in the red zone. Like, Ebron looks good, and I think it's going to be tough to, it's going to be tough next year with Doyle back. But the thing is, though, I don't know if I can look it up right now, but, alright, just give me a second. I think Luck is through the tight ends. Um, I probably does. I remember the most of, like, almost any quarterback. I'm sure he does. Just sure, it's up there, definitely. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, look this well, I was gonna say, definitely not the year of the tight end, though. Not the average. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that your biggest? Is that your biggest thing? <laughs> yeah. So there's so Kelsey Ertz and Kittle, all three of them had insanely good years as far as averages. Um, and yards. Kelsey and... 18 points a game, Ertz 17 and a half, and Kittle um, 16.2. Then Ebron was at 14. Cook was at 12, and then it was just not respectable numbers. It's Austin low. Hooper actually came in as the uh, sixth best. Don't feel good about that. Hooper. Bad, no, no. When Austin year. Hooper comes in as the sixth best, you don't feel good. Yeah, because if pretty much if you didn't have, I mean, to some extent, Cook was solid, but if you didn't have Ebron, Kittle, Ertz, or Kelsey, you're just. It was every week you were like, what do I do? Yeah, what the hell am I throwing out here? I mean, Evan Ingram had a really disappointing year. Really disappointing year. Um, terrible draft pick. Oh yeah, I was, I was very too high on him. Yeah, but he looked like he, you know, he got hurt. Um, the offense just wasn't 
clicking right. Um, and he looked good last year. So, mm. you know, what wasn't like? And, and you know, actually, um, why can't I think of his name now? He got hurt. The Buccaneers. Why can't uh, OJ Howard? OJ Howard. He looked yeah. good. Yeah. And he went down. Uh, he was looking good. But we know Jameis Winston likes Cameron Braid any- better anyways. Apparently not this season. He wasn't really throwing it to him too much. I mean, he had that one game with two touchdowns and two catches. So, But other than that. Uh, I thought um, Reed on a full season would have been better. Yeah. They were really disappointed. And that whole team just kept getting hurt and hurt and hurt. And like, that, that, was just, that, that team was just a calamity this year on, on the offensive side getting hurt. So I I you don't even I don't even know what to make of that team. It sucks all around. Um, I want to get back to uh, while John's looking this up. Uh, two big um, two big disappointments. Probably my biggest mistakes was thinking that Alice Collins could be a number two running back for my team. Yeah. Of course. And obviously, I'm not gonna say waiting on quarterbacks because I still think you wait on quarterbacks. But my thing was that. I think in almost every league, I was like, Kirk Cousins is going to be the guy. Oh, yeah, no, we were, we were all. You I, guys are against I, I, that. No, 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 no. I was, I think oh, I was, I think I was for it. Oh, I, I thought mean, I was the only one for it, but. You were the highest. I was definitely the highest. And well, because you think, you know, he looked good on a team that didn't have receivers. And then I thought, oh, well, now he goes to like the best receiving duo in the league. That, that's the recipe for success. And he likes to throw to tight ends or, you know, he was good with throwing to Jordan Reed. Why wouldn't it be good throwing it to fucking Kyle Rudolph? So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that whole situation. But, yeah. That's the, um, speaking of Collins as a, as a running back, too, the top three running backs on the team in my league I made to the finals with purely through trades and playing the waiver wire like a maniac, I had my, my picks were Fournette, Collins, and Lynch, my running backs. Lynch Lynch was surprisingly very steady up until he got hurt. Well, yeah, yeah. The, in the league I made one of my championships in my top two picks with Devonta Freeman and Alice Collins. Oof. So, it just oof. goes to show you can wiggle and waver yep. your way yeah. to a good season, even if you fuck up your draft. Well, Wait, my, Al- Alex Collins was his second round pick for No, 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 no. He was my second running oh, back. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, no. My, my first round pick was Devonta Freeman. My second round pick was DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. And I lucked out. Everyone just whiffed on waiting on Mike Evans. So I ended up with Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. That's very good. But yeah, so my top two running backs were just basically the. Alright, I, I mean, we didn't talk about doing this before, but, uh, my resolution for next year is to not wait on tight ends, cause you have to snag one in the third round, otherwise you'll be screwed. Or is it gonna be a year of the tight end? I mean, or if you wanna wait a little bit, take Chris Herndon. You gotta take two. You can't draft one tight end anymore, even if it's Gronk, Kelsey, whatever. Yeah, I think you gotta take two. Tight end is so much more important than what we previously thought. Every team this year that was in the finals or won had a good tight end. Um, uh, I won, I won a league with, um, the, the Rams tight end, uh, Everett. Yeah. Well, John. It's probably a shitty league. <laughs> uh, well, no, it was it, it was a uh, it's it's a low score it's a low scoring league because it's it's standard dual quarterback and I had, yeah, uh, so I, had, I had Matt Ryan and Pat Mahomes so, I hate, I hate and dual. Alvin Kamara and Julio Jones. I hate dual quarterback. Leagues. I I kind of like it. Standard with dual quarterbacks. So you're pretty much saying like as long as you draft the two best quarterbacks, you're going to win the league. I have like Pat if Mahomes you're the team with the best Matt quarterbacks, Ryan, yeah. you'll win. If you're going to do standard. 
you can't do standard with two quarterbacks. Well, that's what we do. If you do stand, if you do two quarterbacks, you gotta do PPR to balance it out a little. Yeah, not a fan. Of it. Did, did you, that's did really you find dumb. your stat or no? Well, um, no, I can't find Andrew Luck's targets as a percentage of his total targets oh, to tight ends. All right. Uh, I think, I'm, I think I'm you're sure right, though. I, I can find it somewhere, but I'm pretty sure it's higher than most other teams. Well, if you find it, throw it on Twitter. I will. Uh, uh, I'll do a New Year's resolution. What? I'm going to quit Jordan Howard. Ooh. Yeah. I'm pretty I sure mean, that was I our resolution really last him. year. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we say that every year. <laughs> well, you know, I just thought Jordan Howard would always be a good between-the-tackles runner, a guy that could fall forward for four yards mm-hmm. carry. I thought uh, his first season was amazing. His second season, not so good. I thought it was the coach's fault. Third season, not so good. I'm not blaming the coaches this time. I'm going to quit Jordan Howard. Bumping him down to around fifth round. And also, it's just Tariq Cohen is just so explosive and so exciting to watch. Yeah. He's the new Darren Sproles. Yeah. Right? Except he can also throw the ball, too. I think Darren Sproles could throw the ball. Uh-huh. I'll Maybe. find some. I can find some footage. All right, we'll find some footage. I don't have any resolutions this year. I'm gonna do the same shit next year or this year that I did last year, and probably still fuck up. So yeah, that's I'm just fine. gonna stick to my guns. Yeah, I'm gonna draft Alice Collins again when he's on the Jets. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I actually have a resolve to continue to hate John. Uh, Jim, we have a Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh on the fucking Ravens. Yeah. And also, if, if the Jets trade two first round picks for him, I'll hate John Harbaugh as well. All right, let's, uh, let's get to wrapping this bad boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Wait, so. I need a snack. Uh, yeah, so we'll be late night snacking. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at underscore fantasy, uh, fantasy underscore lens. <laughs> it's been a while since we did this. Uh, also, just, um, you know, just. Follow us and rate and subscribe. And we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Yeah. Uh, look out for business cards. Yeah, yeah, business cards are going all over the place. Um, but yeah, we, the, we, honestly, we, we need to get some stickers. We need to get some stickers. You're right. Stickers are the way to go. Um, but you're right. Um, the best place to find us is Twitter. Um, yeah. we're growing. Our our followers are growing, and just Up above twelve hundred. We're, we're getting there. So. Um, yeah. So that will do it for us. And are we gonna do if if the Saints lose? Are we gonna do this next week? Or are you gonna be too sad? <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But we'll be back sooner than you think. How about that? That sounds like a threat. That does sound like a threat. All right. Peace.